1 Timothy chapter 4, and we'll read verses 12 through 16. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16 say this in the Word of God. 1 Timothy verse 4, chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example unto the believers of the believers in word and conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Verse 15, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. <laughs> Let us pray. And again, uh, we've mentioned, you know, those among us, but... Um, you know, we've been praying for Mike and Deborah, and uh, Mike is uh, back in the hospital, and he is not, not doing well, and uh, no word when he may uh, get out this time, you know, if, so he, he uh, as far as I know, we, you know, we think Deborah made a profession there, but uh, we'll pray for Mike, and God would work in his heart, and we get another opportunity to uh, talk with him, so please remember Mike and Deborah and the others among us as we pray together. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just, uh, Lord, as we uh, look at the end of this year, Lord, and uh, we, again, we just uh, praise you and uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, we can have uh, uh, celebrate Christmas, which uh, uh, the most important thing is just being thankful for the day that you came into this world. But Lord, uh, also an opportunity, uh, Lord, to have, make special memories with uh, family, loved ones, friends, uh, uh, dear Lord, and uh, we thank you for that. We thank you for our family and uh, those that you brought into our life to be a blessing to us. And uh, Lord, we do pray again for the sick among us. Uh, uh, dear Lord, uh, please touch them, heal them, help them uh, to get over these sicknesses. Lord, we thank a special prayer for uh, Mike. Dear God, please touch his body where he is and uh, help him. Uh, Lord, we think of the Thomases and the Pitts and uh, Lord, uh, Sister Kraft and others. Lord, please help them. Lord, again, those that are traveling, we think of Priscilla. Lord, we think of uh, Brother David. Lord, we think of uh, Sister Karen and others uh, that have been on the road. Please watch over them. And again, Lord, uh, help us as we look into your word tonight. And Lord, we just want to say, Lord, uh, we, we love you tonight. And we're so thankful for your grace upon our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to uh, look at just a couple, uh, a couple of words here and uh, give a thought. In uh, verse 13, verse 13, Paul says to Timothy, Till I come, give attendance. And he says, to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. But uh, look at that statement for a moment. Give attendance. Give attendance. That means, you know, pay attention to something. And uh, the word that this phrase comes from, the phrase comes from a nautical term for holding a ship in a certain direction. That, it's, that it'll sail onward, you know, to hold one's course, or uh, he's saying to stay, the thought of it is to stay the course, give attendance to these things, pay attention to the direction you're headed, right, and stay the chorus. So Paul challenges young Timothy, right, to stay the course, if you will. And you see that thought in these, in these uh, verses. Uh, look at the things that are mentioned again. Uh, I'll just highlight a few things as we look over these verses again how Paul uh, challenges uh, 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 Timothy here. Notice this, he says, Let no man despise thy youth. 
I just want to mention that Timothy was probably in his 30s here when Paul said, let no man despise thy youth. Just throwing that out there for fun. And it says, be thou an example. Be thou an example. Then again, verse 13, give attendance to, he says. Verse 14, neglect not the gift. Neglect not the gift. Verse 15, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. Verse 16, take heed unto thyself. Continue in them. So you have this thought, amen, of just staying the course, Timothy. Staying the course. That's, uh, I believe that's Paul's challenge to Timothy here. He mentions uh, three things in this particular verse. He says, till I come, give attendance. Here's some things. We see some other things, but in verse 13, we see some things that help you stay the course, help the church, right? Remember, Paul is a, a, I mean, Timothy is a pastor here. This is a a pastoral epistle, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, uh, uh, Titus here. And so this is the first letter to Timothy. And so he's challenging the young pastor here. Hey, let me give you some things that will help you stay on course. Now, he says, give attendance to reading. Now, of course, in context here, when he says give attendance to reading, it's a reference to, I believe, the public readings of the Word of God at this time, the public readings of the Word of God in the church. Because you got to remember, there weren't many copies of Scripture back then. You know, portions of Scripture were very scarce. And also the New Testament epistles, right? They were just being written. And so, of course, as they came along, uh, you know, Paul or whoever wrote that wanted them to give a public reading of that epistle. Let me give you some uh, verses that show that. Colossians 4.16 says, And when this epistle is read among you, when it's read among the church, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And I, you know, I'm glad that uh, God put this in the Word of God, because you know people try to say, you know, there's other portions of scriptures out there, and you know, have you heard this letter, that letter? Well, right here gives you a good example. It says, the epistle from Laodicea. But for whatever reason, Paul wrote that letter. But we know that uh, God uh, uh, chose which ones. Uh, and for whatever reason, certain epistles that he wrote, we know, were, were different, right? Uh, uh, they were inspired. But it's interesting that, you know, God put it in there to let us know there were some other things uh, that he wrote out there and uh, to, to help us uh, see that. And so we see that in Colossians 4, 16. says, hey, make sure that you read this to everybody and, hey, uh, send this one over to the, that church over there. And, hey, I sent something to that church over there. Make sure that you get that and, and read it publicly. 1 Thessalonians 5, 27 says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. So you see that thought about the importance of the Word of God being uh, read and being known among the people, of course, uh, uh, because it was scarce back then. So that should help us, amen, and encourage us and show us to be thankful that we in our day can all have a Bible. We need to be thankful for our Bible. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe, maybe one day we'll just take a long weekend and we'll all come in and just read through the whole Bible together. That might, might be a good thing. But, uh, but it, hey, that should challenge us to have a desire and see that it's the Word of God that keeps us on course. It's the Word of God that keeps us going in the direction uh, that we need to go, just uh, reading it, you know, and letting the Word of God like that water flow through our heart and, and mind, just hearing the Word of God. You know, it says in Revelation, blessed are they that hear the words of this prophecy, so the importance of hearing the word of God uh, uh, there as well, and just 
reading it. So, hey, here's something that's going to help you stay on course. Here's something that's going to help the church stay on course, right? The reading of the, the Word of God. We see that there. Then he mentions exhortation, exhortation. That means to give words of admonition, right? Admonition or encouragement. The church needs both, just like your children need both, right? Uh, some, they need words of encouragement. Hey, uh, uh, son, you know, good job. You know, uh, uh, challenge them uh, to do things. And then admonition. Hey, listen now, uh, here's something that you need to work on in your life. So exhortation is to give words of admonition or encouragement. Why? For the purpose of strengthening and establishing believers in the faith right? They need to hear the Word of God, and then you need to uh, preach the Word of God that uh, believers might be strengthened and established in the faith, right? Which, of course, again, helps them to stay on course. Hebrews 12, 5 says, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as children, right? My son, that's just God talks to us, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou rebuked of him. Boy, sometimes God has to give us those words of admonition, you know, and he says, in, uh, uh, where he says, the Bible, Paul said to Timothy, preach the word, being said in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, right? So reprove, rebuke, hey, sometimes those words of admonition, Despise not. Hebrews 13, 22 says, And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. So some things there to encourage you, and some things there, amen, to give you some things to work on. But, uh, right? But, you know, you ever watch somebody, uh, the guy that's a uh, uh, guy in the ship there, you sort of see that wheel go back and forth, back and forth. So, right? Uh, sometimes you need that word of exhortation. Sometimes you need to go over here to those words of admonition, right? But both of them, right? Uh, uh, as we go back and forth with those uh, truths, help us stay on course. So, it challenges God's people to obey the truth of God's word and warns them. So we need to be challenged and we need to be warned, right, of the consequences if they do not. And then, of course, it mentions doctrine, which is sound teaching, sound teaching. So to stay on chorus, not only must words of exhortation be given to guide, but fundamental important truths, doctrine, must be given to ground the believer. Amen? We need to be guided and we need to be grounded. We need to be guided and we need to be grounded. Ephesians 4.14 says this, that we henceforth be no more children, this is these words, tossed to and fro, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Boy, listen to those words, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind. Boy, those sound like a ship being easily thrown off course, a, th a ship easily being thrown off course, which unfortunately happens. People do get off course, and preachers even have to be warned. That's why he's giving these words to Timothy. Hey, Timothy, hey, you need to stay on course. You need to, you need to keep your life straight. You need to keep the church uh, straight. Uh, this same thought is given in Titus 1.14. Titus 1.14. Notice this verse, Titus 1.14. He sort of uh, gives it to Tim, uh, Titus, but in, with a little bit of a, a, a negative thought there. 
He told Timothy, give attendance, right? Pay attention to these things. Then he tells Titus not to pay attention to some things, right? So it matters what we pay. We got to know what to pay attention to, and we got to better know what not to pay attention to. And so he tells Titus in 1.14, not giving heed. Hey, don't give attendance to these things, Titus. Don't pay attention to these things, Titus. Don't get sidetracked by these things. And what is it? To Jewish fables, to commandments of men, notice this, that turn from the truth. That turn from the truth. Titus is warned not to get off course by things that do not line up with God's word. Hey, pay attention to what you're reading. Make sure that it lines up with the Word of God. And that's why it's important as, as preachers, you know, we might look at commentaries, we might look at uh, other, other books, but we have to be careful with, with commentaries, right? We, our authority is the Word of God. Uh, the, the, the commentary isn't our authority. Uh, so that's why it's important to, to check a couple of different ones. And, and a lot of times you shouldn't just uh, go to a commentary or something uh, to get your thought. You should read the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, get your thought and see what direction you think it's heading, right? And then, uh, then maybe you look at a commentary or check with someone to make sure that, hey, did I get this thought right? You know, uh, I, hey, I've gotten thoughts on stuff. And then, man, uh, a few minutes later, after meditating a little bit more, after reading other scriptures, like, whoa, glad I checked that. You know, glad I checked that. Not that it was something that uh, might have been way off. Not that I've never uh, making a mistake. But that's why it's so important to you know, sc- you know, scripture with scripture, amen. Line upon line, and and those things to check those things. But he says, hey, watch out for Jewish fables, right? Which were just Jewish traditions mixed with pagan myths. And he says, commandments of men. Man-made teachings, and I guarantee you, there's a lot of that in denominations. Boy, that's how denominations get far off, you know, with the, with the teachings of men. And, uh, boy, we know that that's uh, real bad uh, in, the, in, in the Catholic Church. But, hey, listen, uh, uh, there's been some, uh, uh, there's been some uh, independent uh, uh, Baptists, you know, what they think people consider big preachers that have, you know, really gotten uh, churches off. Well, I had a I had a uh, a friend of mine, uh, a, a good friend of mine in in uh, pastor in Tennessee for years, for years, and uh, he went up and heard some you know big preacher somewhere, and and you know he he's like man if you're Baptist and you can't trace your church all the way back to John the Baptist, that's just so stupid. I'm sorry about that, it's just so stupid, right? Then you know you're not a real Baptist church. So you know what this guy did? He he. He, uh, he turned in his ordination. He, he had this guy uh, reordain him. He had this guy rebaptize him. He went back and, and changed the name of his church. So he said, oh, yeah, my church came from this church, and that came from this church, and uh, that, you know. And boy, people, you know, uh, so a preacher's got to be careful about this. Get their eyes on something. Oh, please, I never want to be a, a man worshiper, and I hope uh, uh, you never are. But, you know, commandments of men. We got to be careful of those things. So, unfortunately, not everyone stays the chorus. How many of us know somebody that has got off chorus? Boy, even on Paul's team, even on Paul's team, a lot of times we talk about Paul's team. Paul was good at putting a team together. But even on Paul's team, not everyone stayed the chorus. Let me give you good examples of that. You know, some just go back to the world. 2 Timothy 4.10, for Demas hath forsaken me. Hey, Demas got off course. Well, what got Demas off course? Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. 
and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, and Titus unto Dalmatia. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Hey, Demas, man, we thought he was a team player, but he's gotten off course. How sad that is. And then perhaps some just aren't willing to bear the challenges of the ministry. Hey, listen, uh, if you're in the ministry, it's challenging. Hey, the, the Christian life is not an easy life. Some of you think, oh, it's easy to be a Christian. No, it's wonderful to be a Christian. It's great to be a Christian. But it is not easy to be a Christian. If you really want to live for God, if you really want to set an example, if you really want to do right, it's not easy. But it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. And, uh, and so uh, uh, it says here about, uh, we all know about John Mark, Acts 13, 13. I thought it was kind of funny that it was chapter 13 and verse 13. I think that's just, you know, funny when things like that line up because we know 13 is the number of rebellion. It says this, now when Paul and his company lose from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia. And John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. Hey, something reason John decided to leave. Got off course. Boy, Paul, Paul, Paul took getting off course very seriously. He said it's a serious thing to get off course and leave the work of God. That's why he got so upset when Barnabas wanted to take John Mark back with him. Acts 15, 37 and 38. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. He said, hey, he said, oh, we can trust this guy. He got off course. Hey, we might be out there in the middle of nowhere. Hey, uh, thank God for real uh, team players. Thank God that Mark, Mark did get right, and he got back on course, and Paul later uh, gave a good testimony concerning him. But people get sidetracked for many reasons. Notice in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1, notice uh, what happens there, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Just look at a couple of verses. Verse 5 says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. Boy, you want to make sure. Boy, one thing that will keep you on course is, man, having the right love. A good conscience. Faith unfeigned. Hey, having the right love. Uh, amen. Having uh, the right faith. Uh, being, having a clear conscience because you know you're doing right. Look at this, verse 6. From which some, having swerved, have sur turned aside unto vain jangin. Look at that. They just got off a little bit. And see, that's how it works. Boy, that, that, that ship, right? Man, you think, oh, well, you know, that's not a big deal if I do this. That's not a big deal if I just sort of step away. But hey, you know, uh, if you've ever been on the firing range in the military or long range, you can just be off a little here. But boy, by the time it gets down to the target, man, you're completely way off just by a little, just a little turn here. And so boy, they just something in there. Said, man, it didn't look like anything. Oh, he'll be all right. He just swerved, you know. He'll be all right. He just swerved. Oh, no, no, he won't be all right. We want him to swerve back uh, the other way. But some swerved, having turned aside unto vain Jacob. And then look what happens later. Down, you get down to verse 19. It says, here it is, holding faith and a good conscience. It mentions faith again. It mentions a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, what? Made shipwreck. They did, man, they, they got off course so bad that they ended up, amen, just becoming a complete wreck. The ship wrecked there. And then he mentions the people of whom, of whom is Hymenaeus and, and Alexander, which I have delivered unto Satan that they may learn not to blasphemy. Boy, don't think, oh, listen, just that little thing. 
Oh, man, no, 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 that little thing can become a big thing real quick. The farther you move away, amen, from a straight course, from a straight course. Paul says to Timothy in his second letter to him, Paul says to Timothy in his second letter to him, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Boy, this verse shows us why, especially us in the ministry, why it's so important for us to stay on course. Because, hey, listen, we have people coming up behind us, and we have people that we have going to be responsible for. Here we see Paul's generation, the things that thou hast heard of me, Paul's generation, right? We see Timothy's generation, and then we see the challenge to pass it on, to pass it on. And so that is why it is so important, again, for those in the ministry, for those in the church, for each believer to stay the course, to stay on course, to give attendance to what is important so we can pass it on. Parents, that's why it's so important for you to stay the course and stay on course, right, so that your children, when they step out of the house, they're already, amen, at least they started where they should be. I mentioned this before. I mentioned that again, right? Uh, uh, when, when, when something happens and parents say, hey, where did I mess up? Where did I get off course? No, uh-uh. listen, you stayed on course. They made the decision uh, to get off course. But you, when, when, you, when you sent them out of the port, if you will, amen, from the house, right? They were headed in the right direction. So like Paul said to Timothy, going back uh, to uh, ch- chapter uh, 4, 1 Timothy 1, Till I come. Give attendance to these things. Again, uh, notice all those uh, admonitions that he, he gave uh, young Timothy to stay on course. Let no man despise thy youth. Again, be thou an example. Uh, again, verse 13, give attendance. Neglect not the gift. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. Take heed in thyself. Continue in them. And so, uh, really, I, I just, I, I just, this is really just the point I wanted to get across uh, to you tonight, right? Uh, like Paul said to Timothy, till I come, the Lord challenges us to stay the course till he comes. So, really, as we finish out this year, this last uh, uh, Sunday uh, of the year, really, this is just what I want to say to you. Thank you for staying the course. That's really just what I want to say to you tonight. Really just uh, uh, one point. We could have been down and I just say, hey, thanks for staying the course. Goodbye. No, but I, I, but I just want to say to you tonight, thank you for staying the course another year for the Lord. And uh, I, I just, I think that's what put that thought on my heart that I just think, Lord, amen, you were finishing up this year. Lord, you've gotten us through another year. And as I think about you, as I think about this church, I'm, I'm very thankful, and I thank each of you. I thank of you that are thank you that are listening. Thank you that are here. Thank you for staying the course another year. This year, despite all the extra challenges this year has brought to us as a church, despite all the extra challenges that many of you have had in your life and in your family individually, hey, you're still here. You're still with the Lord. You're still with the church. You have stayed the chorus through another year. 
Amen? And that's worth being recognized. Amen? And that's worth saying thank you to each of you for doing the right thing this year, for loving the Lord another year, for serving the Lord another year, for being faithful to your church another year. Amen? For being a witness, amen, for the Lord Jesus Christ another year. I want you to know I'm personally very thankful to each of you for staying the course this year, despite all the challenges that have come your way, have come our way as a church. And so as this year ends and we look into the next one, let's already make a commitment by God's grace. Amen? If the Lord should say, Lord, till you come, Lord, help me to give attendance to the right things. Amen? Lord, till you come, Lord, I want to be faithful. Lord, till you come, help me to stay the course. Help our church to stay the course. Amen? Through this year and the next. So really, I just say simply thank you for staying the course and being faithful.